and welcome to Dependesplaining, the podcast. Here we are to talk to you some military true crime and uh, military topics. I am Jen. I'm Veronica. Hi, Veronica. Hi, Jen. And hello <laughs> to our listeners. Thank you for joining us on another episode. Yes. You know who's also joining us? Who? My children's joyous laughter from the living room. That's really annoying me. <laughs> so when you edit this, Jen, you will hear them. Aww. And all the laughter. I uh, love it. Yes, I love it too until I don't. <laughs> yeah. How dare you be happy right now? Come on, children. Oh, I yeah. heard that one. <laughs> They're super loud. I'm telling you. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's like there's really nowhere to escape in this apartment and I could send Kyle down to the yeah. beach, but then that would give me so much more work. <laughs> Come back up. I know, They're right? Sandy and they want to shower and they want snacks. Ugh. <laughs> and then I'm jealous because I wish I yeah. would have gone down to the beach. Right. Yeah. But I have a lot to do today. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Errands. Gotta run the errands today, and it's just you do. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I tried to do, and by errands I mean just grocery shopping. So I did that yesterday, but I have the house to clean today, so I need to do that. It's just just a daily chore, you know. Yeah, daily life. Yeah, of a housewife. <laughs> yeah, of a housewife. Yeah, I want a house husband. I want a house husband. <laughs> One day. Anyways, Jen, let's. Tell our listeners where they can reach us in case they have any stories they want to share with us or to leave us a comment and to rate us and subscribe on their favorite yes. listening platforms. Tell them, Jen. Yes, you can do all that wonderful stuff uh, by emailing us at dependesplaining at gmail.com or finding us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Go to your favorite listening platform aka apple podcast because that's where we see most of you are listening to us at and yes. rate and subscribe because we love your ratings and subscribers and it just helps us you know yes math algorithm you know yes. that shit it yes. works <laughs> and tell your friends tell your yes. friends about us even if they're not military related it, if they like true crime this is Half of this is true crime, so <laughs> exactly. Listen to that. Listen to that half, and then make of it what you will with the other half. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. we're all learning. Listen here. in. Yes, we're here. My brother even told me before. He's like, I know. He's like, you know, I'm not associated with the military besides having a sister that's married into it. So, but yeah. I enjoy listening to you guys talk about what military life is and knowing what you guys go through. And I was like. Oh. Thank you, brother. We're fucking insightful, <laughs> I think. And I think you should be listening to us. <laughs> yes, you should. Because yeah. we're funny and great. I think so. And you guys I should listen. So. I think right so. Now. Right Share. now. Share. Tell your friends that they should be listening. Grab their phones. Plug us into their <laughs> favorite, you know, platform and just start shouting it out to the world. Okay? Get your speaker. Yes. Your speaker. Bring it down to the beach. Where yes. everyone can hear us because, you know, they'll all be grateful that you're blasting a podcast while they're trying to relax on the beach because who doesn't want to listen to us. murder? Yeah, fucking blast us in your car while you're driving yeah. through a, a parking garage. There and, you go. And the squealing of your wheels on the concrete will get everyone's <laughs> attention to turn around only to hear 
our lovely voices coming across those speakers. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's everyone's favorite, right? When everyone's bumping music through the parking garage, why not yeah, have it great. be a podcast? Yeah, jam your head to it as well. Mm, mm, mm. Or you could be like the guy yesterday when I was walking out of the BX with my children, had his window rolled down, and uh, was bumping some very erotica. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty much. It pretty much was talking about audiobook um, erotica. Keep <laughs> keep sucking my dick until it, you know. And um, oh, all, oh, all the lovely words. And I was like, oh, okay, this is what's happening right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm assuming I was it like, was That's a rap what song. what I want to listen to in I'm the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was it rap? It wasn't like yes. country, was it? Okay. No, because, you know, can country, you imagine? They're, they're can you imagine a country that. song? A country oh, song that like would be that? interesting. <laughs> uh, that would be interesting to hear. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. That's something that's going to wake me up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Oh, some twangy. That was a country song. Yeah, some twangy <laughs> music, and it's just these lyrics of of a sexual nature and drug yeah. use. Yeah. Like, hmm. You don't slapping know. bitches. Slapping <laughs> bitches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's funny. So instead of being like that guy and bus- bumping a you know very interesting choice of music. Just bump Dependus Blaining. We're great. And everyone will appreciate yeah. the lack of bass. It says more about your character. I don't understand why people feel the need to blast music out of their car. Like, you want everyone to know that you like Nickelback. I get it. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I like Nickelback, too. But I listen to them like other, like, you know, the rest of the world. In my room and in shame. <laughs> <laughs> And we don't talk about it until now. This is where I air out my dirty laundry. No, but seriously, like, I don't understand it. I'm the one that gets lost and has to turn down the volume and tell everyone in the car to shut up because I'm fucking yes. lost in the car. <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay, this might be the turn. I need to turn my volume down so I can actually read the sign. Yes. I will press really loud. my chest up against yeah. the steering wheel. Yeah. Is that Slow it? down. Yeah. Is that yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Marines of the world need to put out street signs for everybody. Yes, please. Red signs, huge red signs everywhere would be great. So we Mm -hmm. can actually see the thing before we actually get there would be nice. Yes. Yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please refer to what was like three episodes ago, two, three episodes Mm -hmm. ago, where I talk about um, going on a marine, marine camp installation and their signs are bright red with yellow lettering. And I, appreciate that i appreciate you marines yeah thank you for your we service do. we appreciate you <laughs> you you need to teach the rest of you know the u.s military of how to make signs and yes that are readable please. from three yeah, feet exactly please <laughs> okay jen Woo. so i don't have much going on other than what we talked about for 20 minutes before we started recording and um, which was just Dependa complaining. These are the oh, sessions yeah. we have beforehand. It's Dependa complaining before we it actually. Is. Maybe one of these days, if you guys are interested, we can uh, record our Dependa complaints. Yes. And if you guys want to join in, yeah. let us know at dependasplaining at gmail.com. 
<laughs> yes. One time we did get pretty, pretty, pretty intoxicated and we recorded and I, I think it was just gibberish. That was, I was like, this is not, this is not to be aired ever. <laughs> to put- oh my God, that's hilarious. Was yeah, that the one like- when we were uh, popping beer cans into the mics? And then no, yours that overflowed. Was, no, that was another time. <laughs> no, I think this one we had been drinking before we started recording, and oh, we were drinking yeah. wine. And then one of us had yeah. the great idea to bring up the bottle of wine into the podcast room. Yeah, that will never be aired because I'm pretty sure really nothing came out of my mouth but grunts okay. and nothing, nothing, just nothing. <laughs> Much like how nothing comes out of my mouth now, but a lot comes out, but nothing of substance. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. It's entertainment. You just flow of entertainment, and that's what we need here, obviously. That's what keeps getting the people to come back. It's you, Veronica. Oh, you. thank you. You and your mouth. Me and my mouth. <laughs> pleasing everyone around here. <laughs> that's what I do with my mouth. You're I spreading the word with your lips with my lips thank you stretch my <laughs> lips open for your pleasure uh, you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> okay jen enough about me using my mouth i'm gonna <laughs> use it for something else <laughs> i'm gonna tell you a story i have a story I can't for, wait you. for your story let's I'm get excited. serious now okay okay it's very sad um Ready. trigger warning there is some um, sexual abuse here and, of course, murder, as always. So for those of you that have experienced sexually related uh, incidents that don't wish to be triggered, perhaps don't listen. Um, so I got my information, most of my information off of Wikipedia, um, internationalcrimedatabase.org and editioncnn.com. And today I will be talking about the Al-Janabi massacre. Abir Kasim Hamza Al-Janabi was born August 19, 1991. She was born just months after the Gulf War, and she lived uh, with her family in Iraq in a modest um, one-bedroom house with her mother. I'm really sorry if I can't pronounce these. Um, Fakriya Taha Muhasin, she was 34, and her father, Kasim Hamza Rahim, 45. Her siblings, six-year-old sister, Hadil, nine-year-old brother, Ahmed, and 11-year-old brother, Mohammed. Um, the mother was a stay-at-home, uh, stay-at-home mom, and her father, Kasim, worked at a, as a guard in a date orchard. He loved his family fiercely, and he worked incredibly hard in hopes that one day he could provide them with a better life and that his children could eventually attend college. Abir had dreams of living in the city of Baghdad, but because they lived in such a hostile territory, her parents were concerned for her safety and did not let her attend school. Uh, Like I mentioned before, Abir was born just months after the Gulf War had ended, and now with the invasion of U.S. troops um, um, as of 2003 at the time, it was just not safe for a young girl to be out of the house. And school was part of that. Abir's home was actually located just 200 meters from a six-man traffic checkpoint. This was a a U.S. Army checkpoint. On on several occasions, the soldiers would come into their home for like a routine search. And during like said search, one of the soldiers had reached 
out and stroked Abir's cheek, which didn't sit well with her. And it left her terrified, knowing that it wasn't just a gentle gesture from a caring soldier. So oftentimes, a family would notice the servicemen at the checkpoint would be watching Abir as she just went on about her daily chores or just like tending to the garden outside because they lived so close to the checkpoint. And there was tons of American troops everywhere. So they were just kind of used to seeing these people. Uh, so the neighbors would actually notify Kasim. Abir's father, that they too had noticed how they like watched her. And Kasim kind of brushed it off, thinking that it wasn't a problem because she was just such a young girl, you know, they that they wouldn't be interested in her. Abir did unfortunately endure sexual harassment from the soldiers. So actually Abir's mother had told her relatives that they had caught like the soldiers they had they had caught the soldiers looking at a beer and when she like turned around to be like what are you looking at they would give her like a thumbs up and say oh very very good um and then during these times when they the family did feel like she was getting a lot of unwanted attention they would send her to spend the night like at an uncle's house where she would be away from uh this checkpoint like i said the and the checkpoint was pretty close to their house the checkpoint was usually manned by like lower ranking younger soldiers I should say and they were left yeah. pretty much unsupervised the entire time mm. they should have been checked on uh like once a week but nobody was checking in on them they were just left left alone they lacked leadership in this position and like I said left alone to their own devices so yeah. on March March 12 2006 soldiers at the checkpoint from the 500 502nd infantry regiment consisted of Stephen Green, Specialist Paul Cortez, Specialist Jane Barker, and Private First Class Jesse Spielman, and Private First Class Brian Howard. And they were hanging out, playing cards, and drinking whiskey. Now, I thought that Iraq was a dry country, but apparently it's fairly easy to get your hands on alcohol and drugs. You just have to pay the right person for it, and then they'll just bring it to you. Oh, great. Yeah. And so being that they were left unsupervised so much and they didn't never expected anyone to come in and check on them, this made it super easy for them to consume alcohol and misbehave because they were bored. They had no one to tell them they were doing wrong and they just didn't care either. Um, so they began to plan some fun for themselves. Uh, Stephen Green had suggested they should just start killing Iraqi civilians just for fun because they were bored. What? Yeah. Now, Stephen Green was 19 at the time. He was a high school dropout who, after earning his GED, joined the army, feeling that he needed to do his part in protecting, and I say that mm -hmm. ever so lightly, protecting yeah. our country. He was known uh, amongst his peers for being racist, and he would walk around yelling racial slurs, saying, pretty much saying that all brown people needed to die. Wow. That's what he said. Yeah. Wow. What a very high class person. That's I great. know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so he proudly shared to anyone that would listen his hatred towards the iraqi people especially after he w witnessed a uh, a man a previously friendly iraqi man approach a u.s occupied vehicle at the tra at the traffic checkpoint and he opened fire killing the occupants of the vehicle this really fueled green's anger and only helped grow his hatred towards the iraqi people so already in hostile territory it wasn't good so as a product of his upbringing mm -hmm. and his environment, 
he was yeah. forced to see mental a mental health provider. Rightfully so, right? So mm-hmm. during this visit, he was asked uh, what his hobbies were. Guess what he answered? He said, killing Iraqi. Oh, my God. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much did he hate Iraqis? He said, 11. <laughs> yes. Course. He also said, they asked him if he was sleeping well, and he said that he wasn't sleeping well. But the times he did manage to sleep, he would dream about killing Iraqis. Wow. True yeah. psychopath right there. Yes, Jen. And they, yes. left, they kept him out. Come on. Yes, Jen. <sighs> you just wait. He also admits to having killed a puppy for fun <gasps> that he had found. Um, and he just killed it for fun. Okay. Did yes. he wet his bed too? Because hello. Oh, my gosh. Well. Psychopath. So... You know what his treatment was for all of this because he did go see mental health? Sleeping pills, which was apparently a very common solution to, you know, cure (laughs) being a racist puppy killer. Yeah, quote unquote cure. Yeah. Here you go. You're not sleeping well. That's the only thing I got out of your entire thing is you're not sleeping well and you need to sleep. Maybe it'll all go away. Once you sleep. Once you sleep, yeah. So here you go on your merry way. I'm going to give you these sleeping pills and send you into combat again. Yeah. And also they gave him a rating of uh, not harmful to others. Even though he disclosed everything he just did. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I know. What? (laughs) So after Green suggested that they kill Iraqi civilians, Specialist Cortez, who was in charge at the time because he was the highest ranking <laughs> soldier there mm. he kind of laughed him off and told him not to do that because he didn't want to get in trouble for their actions so he was like no it's a bad idea so now specialist james barker says he has a better idea he says that since they've been there twice in iraq i'm assuming is what he meant and have almost likely already killed an iraqi person that it was time to do something different. And he suggested that they rape an Ara- Iraqi girl. He didn't oh, say rape. Wow. He said fuck. But, you know, who's going yeah. to be willing <laughs> in such a no. territory? No. So, yeah. And then Cortez, who was totally against it at first, he laughed it off. He's like, I don't want to get in trouble. All of a sudden, he's interested. He's like, okay, what's the plan? So they want they went about their day and planning on how to get um, go about finding a girl and having sex with her. Um, and Barker already had a plan, though. He had already had he already had a target. And a beer who was fourteen, let's not forget, was his target because you know she was so close and they could see her from the checkpoint. And they had already harassed her. Yeah. So he knew uh, Barker because they had done searches on the house. They knew that the family kept an AK forty seven, which I guess is a pretty common thing in iraqi homes that they're allowed to have an ak-47 as well as like two loaded magazines i don't know how that works but apparently that's a thing uh but since like i said they had already searched the home and they knew he knew barker knew where the weapon was so he had already hatched out a plan in his mind of what how they can go about this now cortez although although having entertained the idea thought that it was all crazy talk and they wouldn't actually go through with it again he's like He was like, no, don't do it. And then he's like, wait, I want to hear about it. No, let's not do it. So they dropped the subject. And when their duties were all done and they were just hanging out, playing cards and drinking, they were all a bit drunk when all of a sudden Cortez stands up and he said, fuck this. If we're going to do this, I'm going to fuck the bitch first. This was a quote. Oh, my God. This was a quote. Yeah. 
So they planned out their day and they were assigning duties to make it look like they would be a normal day, you know, on, on patrol. And they left Private First Class Brian Howard at the checkpoint. He would be the one manning the radio in case someone did show up at the checkpoint. And this would give him enough time to, like, let them know that someone was coming and it would give him enough time to get back. He was well aware of what was about to happen and did nothing to stop them. He no, knew. of course not. He heard them hatching out this plan. He knew. And he didn't do anything. He just was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take watch. Okay. So now Private First Class uh, Jesse Spielman, who had not been part of the conversation or the decision to rape the young girl, um, he doesn't even bat an eye when he's invited to tag along. He, they're like, hey, we're going to go do this and this. Do you want to come? And he's like, sure. Like they were just inviting him out, you know, for dinner. So now they all decide to conceal their identity. And they, uh, like, grab T-shirts and place them over their face. They walk the 200-something meters to the house. Outside, they find the father, Kasim, and the young daughter, the uh, six-year-old, Hadil. They force them back inside the house, where they also find 14-year-old Abir and her mother, Fakriya. Fakriya. I I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And they force them all into a room. They find and secure the AK-47 that the family kept in their home. Cortez then grabs a beer and takes her out of the room. Green watched over the family. Barker pinned a beer down while Cortez was the first to rape her. The family could hear a beer's cries from the room, and they tried to push past Green in desperation to protect their daughter and to get to her. Green pulled out his gun and proceeded to shoot and kill the family. So the mother the six-year-old daughter, and the father. In the other room, Barker had begun begun taking his turn in raping Abir. So Cortez went first, then Barker. Green then comes in, shoves Barker out of the way, and he also begins to rape Abir. Then he places a pillow over her head and shoots her in the head. They dumped kerosene on her body and set her on fire. They then packed up and ran back to the checkpoint. And they left to celebrate their crimes with a meal of chicken wings while they burned, you know, the bloodied clothes they had worn. um, And they had thrown the AK-47 in the river and went on to discuss their crimes like it was just a fun day at the bar. Wow. Wow. So the smoke from the home alerted neighbors who were among the first to discover the scene. One recalled they had uh, they found a beer with her dress shoved up to her chest. And her, one of her legs was just kind of bent up to the side, like, and she looked so beautiful that she was a beautiful little girl. So they ran to tell Abu Firaz Janabi, which is Abir's uncle, they ran to tell that and tell them that the um, farmhouse was on fire and that the dead bodies could be seen inside the burning building. Janabi and his wife rushed to the farmhouse and doused some of the flames to get inside. Um, Upon witnessing the scene inside, Janabi went to a checkpoint guarded by Iraqi army soldiers to report the crime. Abir's 9 and 11-year-old younger brothers um, were not in the house. They were actually in school. And they returned from school that afternoon to find smoke billowing from the windows after going to their uncle's home. They returned to the house only to be traumatized finding their their father shot in the head and mother shot in the chest, six-year-old sister Hadil shot in the face and 14-year-old sisters Abir's remains. Burned, that had been burned. So when Iraqi troops became aware of the fire in the home, 
they called U.S. troops for help. One of the soldiers mm. who responded was Sergeant. It's spelled Y R I B E. Yurib, Yurib, maybe. Uh, I'm gonna call him that. So Yurib then goes to the checkpoint and tells the guys what he had just seen. And Green nonchalantly is like, "Yeah, I did it." And Sergeant Yurib doesn't believe it. And he's like, "Fuck off, man! Like this isn't true." But Green seems proud of what he claims to have done and he also claimed to have done it all on his own he provided Yurib with like all the details to prove that he had done it so he wanted to take claim on this action all alone wow green's plan in case they got caught was actually to take the blame 100 percent. like that was his plan that's what he had told everybody if we get caught blame it on me i'll take the blame like it would glorify him or something but Yurib still didn't believe him, or he didn't, or he didn't want to believe him, um, and he yeah. did nothing about it. He did nothing. He didn't tell anybody else. So yeah, he did nothing about it other than tell him that he needed to leave the army. He's like, "You need to get out, or I'm gonna find a way to kick you out." <laughs> Instead of being like, "I'm gonna go and tell people what you just did." So then Green again then goes to mental health, and he doesn't disclose the crimes. That he just committed, but he, like his first visit, does disclose a strong desire to kill the Iraqi people. So this gets him an immediate diagnosis of being a sociopath, finally. And even though he did have like a, a low a low rate for harming others. So <laughs> yeah. he just killed four people, but he was, di he was you know, he had been diagnosed with a very low rating of harming or not likely harming other people. Anyways, so he is discharged from the army in May of 2006. He is honorably discharged, Jen. Disgusting. But nobody knows still of these crimes. Yeah. So it happened in March and this is in May when he gets discharged. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And so Uribe, Uribe who still hasn't done anything to take care of, of, this, of this murderer, uh, he tells another soldier about it. He tells Private First Class Justin Watt. He's a newly assigned soldier to Bravo Company and is now being informed of the gruesome murder Stephen Green has committed. So Uribe tells him all of this, but then Watt talks to another soldier and he learns about, or he, t he talks to others and he learns about the gang rape as well. So not just the murder, now he knows that he, they also raped the little girl. Wow. He can't he can't live with this info like it's it's just too much for him to take and it, it's it's weighing heavy on his chest. So Watt becomes a whistleblower and he tries to go to CID but is shut down by their commanding officer. He, the what? commanding yes the commanding officer attempted to charge Watt with false report claiming that Watt was not there and there was absolutely no evidence to prove that. This is what happened. So start an investigation. Are you kidding right? me right now? Oh yes, God. that's why he wanted to go to CID. So Watt was now not trusting his chain of command at this point. Yeah. And with yeah. the help and encouragement from another soldier, he bypasses his chain of command and tells mental health exactly what he knows. And this gets things rolling. Finally. So on June... 30th, 2006. On June 30th, 2006, the FBI arrested Green in North Carolina. 
and was held without bond and transferred to Louisville, Kentucky. On July 3rd, federal prosecutors formally charged him with raping and murdering a beer and with murdering his uh, her parents and younger sister. As he was not a member of the armed forces anymore, he appeared before a civilian court, the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Kentucky. On May 7th, 2009, the jury found him guilty of rape and murder. And on 21 May 2009, Stephen Green was spared the death penalty as the jury could not reach a unanimous agreement on the on the necessary penalty. As a result, Green received a life sentence without parole at formal sentencing on 4 September 2009. The court remarked that Green could not have been tried by an Iraqi court due to a coalition provisional authority. Uh, this is an order providing uh, all coalition forces, U.S. and U.K., full immunity before them. This order was established in 2003 at the invasion of Iraq, and it granted all foreign contractors operating in Iraq immunity from Iraqi legal uh, process. So effective, uh, effective, um, effectively granting immunity from any kind of uh, suits, civil, criminal fractions uh, the contractors engaged in within Iraq. As far as for the four soldiers involved in the crimes, three of them pled guilty in court martial proceedings. James P. Barker, on November 15, 2006, Specialist uh, Barker pleaded guilty to rape and murder as part of a plea agreement requiring him to give evidence against the, the other soldiers to avoid the death penalty. He was sentenced to 90 years in prison and must serve 20 years before being considered for parole, following which he would be dishonorably discharged. Barker wept, uh, wept during closing statements and accepted responsibility for the rape and murder, saying... The violence he had encountered in Iraq left him angry and mean towards Iraqis. He is currently held in the United States Disciplinary Barracks at Fort Leavenworth, Texas. Paul E. Cortez, on January 22, 2007, Cortez pleaded guilty in a court-martial to rape, conspiracy to rape, and four counts of murder as part of a plea, a plea deal to avoid the death penalty and was sentenced to 100 years in prison followed by a dishonorable discharge. He wept as he apologized for the crimes, saying he could not explain why he took part. He is currently held in United States Disciplinary Barracks at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. He was the one who wanted to go through with it. He kind of initiated yeah. it. Yeah. So I think he, 100 years isn't enough. No. Private First Class Jesse Spielman. On August 3rd, 2007, Spielman, 23 at the time, was sentenced by a court-martial to 110 years in prison with the possibility of parole after 10 years, followed by a dishonorable discharge. He was convicted of rape, conspiracy to commit rape, housebreaking with intent to rape, and four counts of felony murder. He had earlier pleaded guilty to lesser charges of conspiracy towards obstruction of justice, arson, wrongfully touching a corpse, and drinking. I don't know why these other guys weren't charged with drinking. They're all drunk. Yeah. So as of 2009, Spielman was held in the United States Disciplinary Barracks at 4th Leavenworth, Kansas. Brian L. Howard, he was the one that was key, um, keeping guard at the checkpoint. Howard was sentenced by court-martial under a plea agreement for obstruction of justice and being an accessory after the fact. 
The court found that his involvement included hearing the others discussing the crime and lying to protect them, but not have involvement in the actual rape or murders. However, uh, oh, sorry, Howard. <laughs> Howard served the 20-month sentence, after which he was dishonorably discharged. Um, Anthony W. Uribe. Uh, Uribe was initially charged with obstructing the investigation, specifically uh, dereliction of duty and making a false statement. In exchange for his testimony against the other men, the government dropped the charges against him and he accepted an administrative discharge characterized as other than honorable. So not quite dishonorable, but not honorable discharge. Hmm. Okay. Justin Watt, Watt, who is our whistleblower, received a medical discharge. He says that he received death threats after coming forward. However, starting in 2010, he was asked by the U.S. Army Center for the Army Profession and Ethic, also known as CAPE, at West Point, New York, to be interviewed and speak before Army Profession's audience about this, about his decision to report the crimes in accordance with his uh, moral obligation to uphold our, the army ethics. And this is, he does this um, a lot. Apparently he, he goes and speaks about this experience and what made him become a whistleblower. Because we all know from previous stories that these whistleblowers are always scared to begin with because they, you know, it's like they're turning on their comrades. They're betraying that brotherhood that they, supposedly have yeah yeah as for abir's two surviving brothers they went on to live with relatives and they were raised by their aunt and their uncles and have to live with the memory of what they saw and with the holes in their hearts of their missing family members on february 18th 2014 green was found unresponsive hanging in his prison cell in arizona in an attempt to commit suicide he died two days later. He was 28. And that Coward. is this. Yeah, that is a story. That is the rape of Abir al-Janabi and the massacre of her and her family. That's insane. Awful, Holy right? shit. Awful. Horrible. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> and, and no matter how you feel about war and the country that the U.S. invaded or whatever country is invading whatever country, this was a child. This yeah. was an innocent child that did not deserve this and her family did not deserve this. And these disgusting animals, what they did to her. And I think we can all agree, Jen, that when someone touches a child in a sexual manner like they did, they fucking deserve to have their dicks smashed. Yes. I'm sorry. But yes. And cut off. Yeah. I think and we should bring... You don't should need that. Ca have them castrated. Yes. Have them castrated. Yeah. No. That's ridiculous. I mean, back in the 1970s, they like sterilized Native American women. Why can't we just castrate these criminals? Right. You don't yes. need to use that. You have no point in that using that anymore. You don't need no, it. There's no there's it. no need for it. You are not using it for the right reasons. You're disgusting. You don't deserve it. Yes. I, you know, I don't I don't know. I'm just so this story I was reading and I was like, why, why you have these, yeah. these, uh, you know, young, impressionable men in this case that came in 
with hatred towards other races and you put them in a place of power in a place where they think they can get away with this thing. And this is what you get. Yeah. I'm all for patriotism. I am, you know, let's be patriotic of where we came from, but respect others from, from where they came from, you know, respect. It makes me really mad. Yeah. Yeah. That we depend on these people to protect our country, protect let, who who is the enemy here? Who is the enemy yeah. here? It just it that's it's so horrible that they just it there it's like it just seems like they're so desperate to get people at that time. They're so desperate to get soldiers out there, especially obviously the young you know the young ones. You're going to be yeah. able to get them out to the places that people don't want to go. Checkpoints. Nobody wants to sit out in a checkpoint. No, that doesn't sound fun no. at all. Of course not. No. But yeah, so you're going to send out the young the young ones that get out there. But yes. if they have already have issues and have already admitted that they want to kill Iraqis, why would you even allow them to be anywhere around right. that? That's why, what I'm saying. Why? It's like this this kid who has been called racist because of his racial slurs and yeah. you know his hatred towards the Iraqi people and then you fucking give him a gun and send him all trigger happy into into this territory where he's going to get away with it and they would have gotten away with it Jen had it not been for for his mouth because he did say yeah. I did it because he's they would have gotten away with it yeah they, there was so no sick. there was no evidence saying that this was done by Americans yeah because they used the AK-47 they took from the family yeah and no one saw them until they saw the smoke coming from their house exactly yeah it's so horrible the things that went through their mind and they thought was okay to do I just I don't understand first of all they're already like they're the young young guys young soldiers yes being put out into these Terrible, yeah. terrible situations already. For months, months and yeah. months and months at a time. And they're they don't even have enough experience to even know how to be a leader yet. No. They just are power hungry. And so they think they can do whatever they want because they wear the the, the soldiers, the uniforms and all this yes. stuff. Like but no, you don't know anything about what you're representing if that's what your thoughts are, if that's what your actions are. No. Like it's yeah. so terrible to I hate that so much when people from the U.S., the United States military, and they go out and they fuck things up and they make us look like terrible, a terrible country. Who we does that? We are a terrible country, Jen. We are. I know. <laughs> it just makes me so mad because I'm like, how dare you do that? How dare yes. you? That's what I'm and saying. And to a child. Like, God. Yes. That's why I'm like, who is the real enemy here? Why were we in Iraq to begin with? You know, why did we use 9-11 as an excuse to invade Iraq? I understand that they had, you know, oil and we wanted the oil and just the regimen. I don't know. I mean, the U.S. went in there trying to make deals and make it a, um, a democracy. And it just, you know, just let things be. <laughs> let things be. Why can't we just live peacefully in our own country and let things be? We're pissing off everybody left and right. And, (laughs) and, you know, this isn't the first time it's happened. 
And it's not the first place it's happened. And it won't be the last time, unfortunately. Like I said, you're going to send these people with already a brain, a brainwashing that these other, this other country is bad and we need to get rid of everybody in there. And they're not humans. That's basically what they're telling them. These people are not humans. They're savages. Let's get rid of them. It's okay if you kill them. You're already getting away with drinking and doing drugs while you're at this Mm -hmm. checkpoint. You know, what else can we get away with? But who thinks of that? Who thinks of that? You sick, sick, sick person just be like, yeah, let's go rape and murder people. Yeah, that sounds great. And to be googly eyed over a, a child, too. You're disgusting. A child. A you're child. Sick. You're sick yes. in the head and you shouldn't be out there, let alone have a gun. Come on. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. I know. Oh, that story was so hard. Holy cow. I'm sorry. Wow, Veronica. Woo. I'm sorry. I know it it's was okay. It's okay. It was awful. It happens, you know. It's the whole what world we hates do. us. It's okay. <laughs> the whole world yeah. hates us. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. There are good people out there. Okay, there are there good are. people serving the military. Your husband and my husband are are amongst those good people. I'd mm-hmm. like to think so. I know when you're deployed, things get crazy and you experience new things different things that and you see things that you have never seen in your life and probably never will again after that some of these branches of the military tend to send troops for a lot longer than needed and it's so scary to think that you have again young impressionable minds witnessing all these atrocities and and horrible acts they come home with that. They come home with that. It's like, how do you go on uh, about living your life again? There's no way you can go back to being who you were before all of this. And now the yeah. people that live in these countries that we are invading and destroying, it's like they, they live like this. They see this on the daily. It's like, how did they go on? And it just breaks my heart. Yeah. So it's a hard, it's a no, I feel like it's just one of those like no win type no of situation. No win, vicious circle, vicious yeah. circle, just going around. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. It really mm-hmm. is. It sucks. It sucks a lot. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Jen. All right. That was heavy. It was. Well, I'm here to kind of bring you up. Thank you. I have a discussion. Yes. That after some recent things. I thought was kind of important to go over. And I have thoughts and feelings towards this as well. Mm-hmm. As you know, Veronica, we talked about a little bit before, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I won't get into like the ranting part of it. I'll just get into my thoughts and feelings along with facts. Facts. So I thought I would discuss the ever questioning facts of what you do on a military base. When the national anthem plays. <laughs> <laughs> um, do they do this just overseas or is it stateside as well? Stateside as well. Okay. So we're all it's well everywhere. aware yeah. that they play the national anthem at a certain time. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, um, I mean, like I said, there's always a lot of confusion about what you do when you're on base and you hear that first bugle call yeah. and then the national anthem plays, you know. Typically around 5 o'clock on all military installations, whatever mm-hmm. branch you are, it's typically that. So there are three different types of 
what they want to call bugle calls. That happen on military installations, and it is reveille, retreat, and taps. Let's get into that. So each ceremony uh, is firmly rooted in the military history, and it provides an opportunity to show respect to the U.S. flag, country, and fellow airmen, soldiers, sailors, and marines from past and present who have served their country. That is the main reason why they play these three throughout the day. Okay. So, troops learn during basic training and officer training, uh, which is their very first introduction to the military, about saluting when the, the anthem is played and the flag is raised. They learn this in basic training? They learn this in basic training. Okay. The very first things. Very first thing. Yeah. Their very <laughs> first experiences. So, a bugle call is played to signal the start of the day and the end of the day. Uh, this happens across all the bases, uh, but it's not usually all at the set time, um, except for retreat. It's typically five o'clock. That's usually like the set time that people typically hear that one. Yeah, but, on average. Yeah, but Reveille is anywhere from six in the morning to eight in the morning. It depends on the base itself when they want to play Reveille, mm -hmm. but you're going to always hear it. It's known on Air Force bases as Reveille. Um, which will also be followed by another bugle call called To the Colors, and that's when they raise the flag. And the only time you won't hear that other one, To the Colors, is if they fly the um, the flag 24-7. Uh, oh, okay. Otherwise, you will hear it too. During Reveille, uh, if you are in uniform and you are outside, you mu they must stop and salute the flag um, up until the song is over. And the flag is up. If you're a civilian or you're in civilian clothes, you just place your hand uh, over your heart, just like you would do with the national anthem. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, you're going to hear another bugle call called retreat, followed by the national anthem. According to the AFI 2.17.1, this is official, guys. You ready? Quoting, yeah. outdoors, when the flag is displayed, all present except those in formation should stand at attention facing the flag with their right hand over their heart. Members of the armed forces and veterans who are present, but not in uniform, may render the military salute. So that actually changed a few years ago, maybe in 2008, I think it was, that even if you are active duty and you're in civilian clothes, that you are allowed to salute. So it was like a thing... If you're in civilian clothes, you you weren't allowed to salute. But now, it's official. You may salute the flag if you want to. Yeah. All others should remove their hat with their right hand and hold their headdress at the left shoulder, the hand being over the heart. Individuals in uniform should give the military salute at the first note of the national anthem and maintain that position until the last note. When the flag is not displayed, face toward the music and act in the same manner as if the flag were displayed. So that's military members. That is their general regulations mm -hmm. uh, when the flag is up. So to civilians, all civilians should stand and place their right hand over their heart. If you're driving, here's another big one, guys. <laughs> if you are driving, typically the start of retreat is at 5 p.m. like we've discussed. One, be aware of what time it is. Mm -hmm. You know what time you're driving. Be aware of what time it is. If you're on base and you start to hear retreat, pull over. Where it's safe to pull over, pull yes. your car over, put it into park, and all you have to do is sit 
and wait for everything to play. It's that easy. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Pull over to the side if you want to put your hazard lights on to alert other people. That's totally fine too. Don't drive around somebody because somebody's pulled over to the side of the road during this time. I have had that happen to me before and it's very frustrating, guys. Yeah. I'm not just pulled over for no reason, guys. Okay? Five o'clock. Pay attention. I know sometimes we can't hear it, but five o'clock. Read the room. Read the room. Read. If other cars are pulled over <laughs> or there's something going on. You, yeah. Be like, yeah. Oh, shit. It's five o'clock. Yeah. Roll down your window. Yes. And listen. Yeah. It happens. I get it. We zone out. We don't realize, you know, we're not paying attention to the time and stuff. We have our music going. We're having a good time. But yeah, if you see other people or you come back and realize it's five o'clock, fuck. Just pull your car over. That's it. All you have to do is stay put until the end of the National Anthem. This whole thing of retreat in National Anthem is about three minutes. It's like three minutes long. Three minutes out of your day. Give it the time. I mean, it's just out of respect. It's more out of respect for the people who are serving and have served the country. You know, that's just, it's, it's that time of reflection. That's what the biggest thing is. You can reflect on Things that happen through your day. Reflect on how grateful you are that here's another day. This is great. You know, whatever you want yes. to do. It's fine. Three minutes, guys. So I also learned, since that is like all Air Force related, I've learned from that. Uh, looking up other military branches, the Army has the same conduct as the Air Force, too. The same with the flag and uh, the songs and everything. But if... You are in uniform and the retreat starts to go off and you're driving. You again, you pull your car over, put it Mm -hmm. in park. And the military member, if you're in uniform, you have to get out of your car and salute. Yeah, they have to actually get out of their car. Other branches? This is the army. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so I had a friend who told me this the other day too. She was telling me about how the army does that as well. And I was like, oh, wow, that's... Interesting. It's only if you are in uniform. If you're in civilian clothes, you don't have to. It's okay. Um, But in uniform, yes, you will have to get out of your car and salute either the flag or the music. Again, whichever is... If the flag's not visible, then you face the music. Now, I don't know if you have an answer for this. Is it only on Army installations that the Army has to do this? Or if you're Army, even if you're like on an Air Force base i don't know like officially but i feel like if you are army and you're stationed at an air force base yeah obviously because then you'll be wearing your uniform i would assume that's something that you probably would still have to abide by right okay i'm just wondering it's like if i see one person out of their car and everybody else sitting in their car in uniform it's gonna be like what are we doing wrong yeah you might think well like oh that's strange but it might be because that's what they're regulated for. And I don't know for sure if that's true or not, but I'm assuming yeah. maybe, you know, because if they got caught, you know, you can get in mm-hmm. trouble for not following proper regulations. So the U.S. Navy, U.S. Navy regulations states the same regulations as we've gone over as well. And then Marine Corps, again, same because they follow Navy regulations. And uh, so, yeah, the only difference with the branches is just the fact of uh, the times. And that goes by every base, too. It's just mm-hmm. the times that they do the morning. Taps, I didn't go into taps, but that's usually at the end of the night 
between eight and nine o'clock, they'll play taps, and that um telling you to go to bed also signifies yes, quiet time, uh, and everything too. So that's also very important, which is odd because I'd actually they don't play it out here. Maybe you're already it. asleep by the time they play it. <laughs> I am not usually. Yeah, don't lie. Sometimes don't lie. <laughs> Only when Dave's gone, I actually get to go to bed early. So, but um. Yeah, so taps is another one. Uh, I don't really know any regulations with that. Just the fact that it's yeah. uh, it's just signaling quiet time. Um, it's also used at the funerals and all that too. So, oh yes, it's kind yes. of a big deal. Yeah. So also, the thing that spurred this was a Facebook post <laughs> of an incident that happened. And uh, so if you, if anyone out here is listening, and they know what i'm talking about you probably know where i am but i love it tell us jen it, tell <laughs> us tell us your uh, gossip okay so there was a post made by a spouse who was looking for i don't know reassurance in the fact that she was right even though she wasn't right she went about it all wrong so she had states that her and her husband were at the commissary they were loading groceries into their car and uh, retreat, and then the national anthem went off, and they continued to load groceries into their car and didn't stop or anything. She's a spouse. Her husband is active duty. Now, after this happened, Mm -hmm. a a Marine came up to her, and she explains it as she got yelled at by him. (laughs) I feel like that was an (laughs) overdramatization, but, you know, to each their own. They so basically, she are. just she got called out for what she did. Now, I'm not saying that what she did, you know, oh, yeah, you should have known. No, I, I understand if you're a new spouse, you probably don't know the whole the regulations with the flag and the national anthem and all that and being on a military base. And that's fine. I get it. You know, I there were times I had still I had no idea what you're supposed to do when you hear this music. I'm like, OK, yeah. Do I go? <laughs> Do I stop? What what happens here? <laughs> but her husband, the military member, he knows what we discussed they at the know. beginning yes. that they learn at basic training. Yes. He should have known and he shouldn't have told her. He should have stopped, first of all. And then he should have told her, Hey, yeah, you need to stop and you have to uh face the music and uh literally of your heart. <laughs> face the music. Let's run yeah, on. so she was getting all this kind of grief. Well, I mean, it's not like a whole lot of grief, but it was just everyone explaining, like, we understand it's not your fault. Your husband should have known. Right. And that's what the whole explanation was. It was like, it's it's okay. Like, it's fine that you didn't know, but your husband should have known. He should have told you. Yeah. But no, she did not want to face the music of what she did she wanted sympathy from everyone and it just didn't it didn't come because she was educated on something that she didn't know yeah and it wasn't the education she wanted (laughs) oh because it wasn't delivered on a silver platter to her and then she patted Mm -hmm. on the back and burped like a good baby Mm -hmm. yeah she was (laughs) not she was felt i I can understand maybe you were embarrassed and all that too, but to go onto Facebook and rant about how you were yelled at by a you were military member, yourself even more by doing yes, that. Yes, like because nobody is going to respond the way you thought they were going to at all, 
And then yeah. Veronica, she made another post <laughs> again. Of course. One, still one trying to find her people. Still trying to defend her side. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like she was still not trying she was not taking any advice and she was still trying to defend what she did. Yeah. And how terrible it was that she was yelled at and mistreated and who knows what else i don't be even like, remember but yeah, my like, goodness aside from the fact that you were embarrassed by this other service member telling you what you were doing wrong what is your just justification for not doing it is basically it, yes. what everybody wanted to know yeah she didn't have an answer she wanted to focus on the fact that her feelings were hurt yeah because she got according to her yelled at in the parking lot so yeah it should have been like, I wasn't aware that I had to do this, but now I know. I am educated. And now I know. And we can all move yeah. forward and live a better life. Yeah. See how you that worked just, out? You could have just kept it to yourself and talked to your friends about it. And you didn't have to put it on a public page for all the spouses no, to see. To. I don't know. They have to. Facebook is, Facebook is not. I mean, I love it. It's entertaining. And I'm grateful for it because then it made me think, oh. Well, here's another military topic I can get into. I know. But come on, people. Like, it's I just... just... <sighs> Facebook is a toilet bowl of colorful turds that you want to pick out <laughs> and be like, yeah. what is this one? What's happening here? And I'm here yeah. for it. It is a shit I am show. Too. I love it. I know. It's so <laughs> terrible because I'm like, oh, it's so trashy, but... I don't participate in these. No, I just like either. to read them. And I love reading the comments. And when I saw there was that, when I went to look at it, there's like 58 comments. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, something's yes. happening here. I can't wait yeah. to read it. <laughs> yeah. And here it's you are usually, all. Now you're all informed. I, and I hate to say it, but it's usually a spouse. Yeah. It's usually a spouse that gets dumped on. That has yeah. the rant for whatever reason, yeah. for whatever issue, and then they get dumped on, and then they get called a dependapotamus, and just the dependapotamus, yep. it just keeps going, and it's fucking hilarious. I'm not going to lie. It's hilarious. It's like, you're defending yourself, I understand, that you put yourself in this position, and you're trying to mm -hmm. justify your stupid mentality right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what happened. She did it twice. Yeah. Twice. In, in a matter of... 20 minutes or so she did it twice because yeah. the first one comments were turned off second oh, one they were not so everyone still and then everyone kept laying on her like i understand you are not getting the answers that you wanted but you're not going to get the answer that you wanted because you were in the wrong you were in the wrong but your husband should have known it's not your fault but your husband should have known yes and that's what everyone kept telling her like it's not, i understand it's not your fault but she didn't care. She just yeah. wanted to keep go. Oh man, yeah. <sighs> it was my. It was very entertaining that night. Uh, I was laughing in my bed as I was reading this. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's when you go. Depend to say what for reals. <laughs> yeah, we had an incident here as well that happened sort of like that, and it was a lot of the the post the post was body shaming a person for something they had done that had like the body shaming had nothing to do with the issue at hand but that's the defense she took was body shaming and i thought how ugly are you to do this yeah. i don't mean like physically yeah. ugly i mean just like your personality right now like your true colors are showing and you're trying yeah. to justify why you are body shaming this person and nobody gives a fuck 
Nobody cares. No. It's because yeah. they don't have any other defense to use. They just wanted – they're angry and they just need to hurt people. That's what Go it heal is. yourself. Come on now. Go heal Go yourself heal. first. Yeah. Yeah. Heal yourself first before you hurt others. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was one – maybe it was – Maybe it was Kai that had posted uh, the reel. It was one of the reels. And it was it's so true because um, – and it said, you know, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, yes. You, yeah. Especially when you're angry. Yes, you want to hurt people. And then he goes, healed, pe- healed people, heal people. And I said, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Because hurt people want to drag other people down to their misery yeah. in order yes. to have some sort of advantage over them and feel better some about gratification. themselves. Yes. No, they still feel bad about themselves yeah. even after that. So guess what? You have now surrounded yourself with a bunch of hate. And yes. you're just digging your hole bigger. Yeah. And lower. Huge. Instead huge of climbing hole. out of yeah. Huge gaping hole. Instead of climbing out of this hole to find something better. Find mm-hmm. a light at the end of the tunnel in find the hole your that you dug in. <laughs> yes. Here we are for your inspirational quotes to put on your wall guys okay yeah we'll tell you if you were in the wrong (laughs) we will tell you and why you were in the wrong yeah i mean we've had moments like that too jen i the only difference is that i don't blast it all over social media no and i don't play victim over it no i mean i play victim (sighs) at home with myself Jokes well, on yeah. you, I talk more shit about myself than I need other people telling me. Exactly. That's so. why your words don't affect me. I am Sticks way, and ta- way more people mean on myself. Stones. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, goodness. Oh, it's so, hilarious. Yeah, so, if you had any questions on what you're supposed to do during uh, Reveille Retreat and the National Anthem, there you are. Stop there you your go. car. Pull over. Don't don't be that person. Also, don't be it's that okay. person that is like outside already and then runs back inside the building. Don't do that. Unless it's raining, then I forgive you because yes, you will have to stand in the rain for 10 minutes. Yeah. If you don't have an umbrella. That yeah. Is. I forgive and, yeah. you. Yeah. I understand if you're inside and you start you check the time and you start to hear the music and you you were about to step outside but you're not actually opened the door yet. Sure. Stay in. I get it. It doesn't even matter because they're still going to have to wait those three minutes inside or outside. Exactly. Might as well go outside and, you know, listen to some some cool jams. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. My son, I'm sure you noticed it when we would go to the movies because they play the national anthem at the movies on base as well. Before the movie starts, you have to put down your popcorn and do the same thing. Place your right hand over your heart. Um, my son jams out to the national anthem like it, like he's at the club. And I had to tell him, stop dancing, stop singing <laughs> along, stop humming. I get that you like the song. <laughs> it's like, let's be a little bit more respectful. So he's gotten a lot better. And now my daughter turns around and she tries to whisper things to me as it's happening. She, I'm like, stop it, stop it. Shh, 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 shh. So that's just mm-hmm. what happens when you have children. Um, yes. But yes, at um, the movie theater, they do play it. And you do put down your fucking popcorn and yes. your 64-ounce Coke and just pay your respects, people. Come on. And just, yeah, be prepared. The also, there's yeah. no movies because COVID. Yeah. If your base theater is actually open, then you can, you know, go there and yes. watch a movie. But yeah, yeah, be prepared. You have to stand up for that national anthem. 
before your movie yeah. starts to. So it's and it's fine. You know what? It's like I said, you're just giving paying respects to you know, people who are serving, who have served, who have sacrificed their life for the military in the country. Yeah. So just understand yeah. it in that way too. It's I'm not gonna get into rule. the political shit. It don't you no. know what? Just it's just not. It's you fuck know, it's your just politics. About, <laughs> it's just fuck them all. Just fuck, fuck all your politics. <laughs> fuck politics, Jen. Yeah, seriously. I don't give a shit. Fuck I don't it. give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care I about do your political views. Fuck no. your political views. <laughs> I don't I don't care. If that's what you want, it's fine. I don't care. Like who you like. It's fine. Doesn't I'm make just you a here good or bad for person. The benefits. <laughs> Cuz we're here, we're going to vote for Veronica in 2024, so it doesn't Hell matter. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Depend explaining twenty twenty four. I will tell yeah. you what you're doing wrong. Yeah, and not and I won't give any shits about how you feel. If I hurt your feelings, I'm sorry you feel that way. Get new feelings. <laughs> yeah, sorry that you your feelings got hurt, but you sorry know. that you got offended over the truth yeah, I just snapped in your face. So is life. So yeah. is life. Get over exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? So is life uh, right now. These jets flying overhead. I can hear them sometimes. Yeah. Uh, through the thing. Yeah. I but can see fine. the pilot's face when they fly over <laughs> our house. I can tell sometimes low. re-listening to, well, editing, I can tell that you probably had like a first, you know, first-hand view of the pilot just going right, right by there. your window. Because yes. it's like the wave on the screen is just like massive when Blows the jet up. goes by. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know what they've been doing like all week, but they've just like um, we've seen the one with the satellite, the Air Force craft with the big circle on the top that looks like it has an yeah. umbrella that's too small for its body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, body shaming the airplane people. Perfect description. <laughs> no, it um, it's just it just kind of like I think it must be like a touch and go because we saw it go by quite a few times. Uh, the yeah. other day while we were at the beach but on um on certain nights of the week we see the rotator coming in um and it's exciting and it's like welcome to beep welcome so we just like wave mm -hmm. at it if we're out on the beach or like on the balcony but yeah they've just been really loud and i've been thinking about writing to congress and telling them that it needs to stop you should you should how I'm dare they president <laughs> your exactly. future president you can tell them they're not allowed to fly. I'm yeah. recording between these hours. You are not allowed to fly your jets. Also, Don't I think about it. Yeah. At night, too. There's nighttime flying sometimes and they're just so loud. They like wake oh, us up. How dare they? Yeah. How dare they? I am a mother. I am a light sleeper. And that shit wakes me up. No, honestly, it doesn't. It doesn't even bother me as much. It doesn't bother me. Like, I'm like, oh, I got woken up. But it's not something that yeah. like, startles me. And keeps me yeah. awake. I know what it is. I know where it's coming from. And then I fall back asleep. And it's kind of comforting sometimes. Like, I'm going to miss it one day. Sometimes it's like a, it's a good way to, like, lull you back to sleep. Yeah. When they're not in your face. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great, Jen. Great. Well, that was a fun episode today. Yeah. That was a lot. Yeah. Your story I really like was, whew. Yeah, I know it was harsh. Sorry. Yeah. It's um, okay. You know, it's. You know, you don't hear. I mean, I don't. I mean, it was so long ago now. Oh God, I know, so old. But yeah. I feel like 2006, so long ago now. When you think about it, here, 15 years ago. Yeah, and so it's just 
I didn't hear about that stuff or, you know, I didn't bother to watch news back then. I was just, you know, in high school. So, oh my God, I, you know, so hearing about that, it's just, I know, I know I was in high school. I know <laughs> I was a married woman in 2006. <laughs> uh, Actually, when that yeah. happened, I was planning my wedding to Kyle, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, I, it's just what the the media puts it out, and we're always meant to look. The U.S. is meant to look like heroes, and but like, yeah. come on, like what history has has shown us, it, it's very cherry picking of what we have learned. So, mm-hmm. who knows what's happening? Um. So my nephew joined the Navy. I'm so proud Aww. of him. He just left the other day for um. For what is what does the Navy call it? Basic training, boot camp, lots of exercise camp. Yeah. Training. Naval boot camp type of Naval thing. Boot camp. Yeah. yeah. So I don't he, know which I don't know what their name is, but yeah. I don't know either. Somebody tell us. I'm too busy to Google right now. <laughs> my all my devices are taken up. I can't Google. All of them. Yeah, I can't Google. <laughs> um no, but yeah, I'm so proud of him. He's um he's really young and he didn't know what to do kinda of with his life and after COVID he was like, I'm gonna join the Navy. And he he's off, and yeah, we'll see what he ends up doing. And I was like, "Hey, come join me! Like that'd be awesome. Be family yeah. together, even if it's two different branches. And what are the odds of that? Crazier things have happened, right? Yes, it's true. It's this true. It's true. Yeah. So it's a small military world, and uh, maybe we will run into him one day. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. No, I said I just wanted to give him a shout out. Tell him we're proud of him, and uh, you'll do great. Oh, yeah. It is small military world. So, guys, when you make Facebook posts, just remember that we might meet you, uh, <laughs> might meet up with you at some point. Yeah, that shit gets around, and I'm judging you from behind the screen, and I will judge it's like, you to your face. It's like an STD. Ex- it's an STD that shit goes around, so... Yeah. Be careful who you spread your lips to. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And ointment will not cover up the fact that you pissed off <laughs> an entire Mm-mm. society of no. keyboard warriors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but you know what? It's okay because it keeps me entertained and I have something to talk about. So thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Continue your stupidity. I'm here for it. I'm here I'm for here it. I'm here for and your stupidity. This is our podcast. You keep our podcast alive because now we can correct you. Yeah. On uh, what you're you doing keep wrong. me young. <laughs> <laughs> With all this laughter. Oh, goodness. Oh. Or you're making me old with all this laughter. And now I'm getting all these wrinkles, wrinkles. around my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> let's go blast it on facebook how dare you say these things that i have to laugh at now i have wrinkles it's your fault yeah yeah how dare you yeah you are consuming my time with your stupidity and i could have been doing something else more <laughs> more productive than sit here mm-hmm. and read 
your mm-hmm. dumb rant and all these people's comments and all the memes yes. that followed and all the gifts that followed. And it's just going to continue into a vicious circle. And I'm here still reading everything when I could have folded an entire basket of laundry. Yeah. That's what I'm going to – that's going to be my rant. Could you please stop posting stupid shit so I don't have to read them all because <laughs> it's very entertaining? <laughs> stop being so entertaining because you're really making my productivity go down okay i know yeah i can't live my best dependa life when you're being a dependa on facebook (laughs) living your worst dependa life and putting it out for everyone to see but i thank you for your service Uh, i appreciate it though thank you yeah uh well lunchtime yes i need to go run my errands Ooh, yeah. Fun Good stuff. Luck with that. Don't yeah. be too angry I, at people. Uh, I'll just keep it to myself. It's okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I will. You can always rant I'll to just, me. I, I probably will if anything yeah. happens. I, I shout to myself in the car like everyone does. Mm-hmm. You know, when people do stupid shit driving and you're like, ah, why? Yeah. Use a turn signal, fucker. <laughs> can we PSA? We know what a turn signal is, right? Mm-hmm. We all know how it works. Then fucking mm-hmm. use it. Use right? it ahead of time. Don't use it as you're turning already. You have now wasted my time again. Wasting yes. my time. Just quit wasting my time, everybody. Just, again. <laughs> Seriously, it all comes back to wasting time. Stop doing it. Stop yes. making me waste my own time. Use your turn signal. Please. But being an asshole, use your turn signal. Yeah. Or I will would be nice. blast you on Facebook for <laughs> not using your turn signal. Those are things that I do see on the spouse's pages, too, is about um, the way people drive, too. So mm-hmm. those are entertaining. <laughs> those are fun. But I would, there is only one post that I would love to make here about, uh, and it's a rant. I won't okay. do it, but I want Say to. It. Say it right Nobody now. knows how to fucking use the roundabout, and it pisses me off. <laughs> God, I know, right? <laughs> they can't signal right. Nobody knows when to exit. You don't signal when you exit. I'm sitting here waiting, and all of a sudden you just decide to turn, and I could have gone fucking two minutes before that. And But no. No. Yes. You don't want to use your fucking turn signal on the roundabout. <sighs> okay. Please, I'm done. PSA. If you're in a roundabout, stay with the flow of traffic, enter carefully. And then where you're going to exit the roundabout, turn on your goddamn signal. Please. Let others know. Because the person waiting to get in could have gone in the time that you were signaling, but you didn't signal. So now you're confusing everybody. And now we're all wasting time. And now there's a huge line behind this one person that was trying to get in in the roundabout. And it's your fault. It's your fault. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you're a shitty person. Yes. Way to go. Yeah. Go on YouTube. Learn how to use a roundabout. They really are very effective. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's no. not that hard. Our roundabout is tiny. It is not that hard. It is a one-lane roundabout. It is not that hard. It's four exits. Use a signal before you get to that exit. That's all I'm asking. That's it. That's all I'm asking. Please, God. Please. Just <laughs> God doesn't have a Facebook chin. <laughs> uh, okay. That's it. That's okay. all I have. Great. This was a very productive, ranty podcast episode. Um, <laughs> don't forget to rate and subscribe and email us at dependusplaining at gmail.com or uh, look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
And uh, may- maybe we should do a TikTok. Dependence planning TikTok. <laughs> maybe. There. With our it's- rants and complaints. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see how many people <laughs> hate on us. And be like, I'm going to justify my stupidity right now. Watch me. How many uh, Dependa Facebook pages will we be on? All of them. That's the goal. That's the goal. The goal. That's the goal yeah. in life. True story. <laughs> Great. Send us off, Jen. All right. Yes. Please go rate and subscribe five stars because we love you guys and you love us. Share with all your friends, all your family, neighbors, strangers, everyone. Just with your mouth. Plug us out there. Mm-hmm. Plug us with, with your, your mouth. lips. Yes. Throw it out there. And um, <laughs> please use the roundabouts correctly. Signal. Use your fucking turn signal. Yeah. Because we're about to exit this roundabout. And here's my signal. Click, 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 click. Here we go. Blink, blink, blink. Because remember, in your roundabout of life, wherever you go. Use your mouth. There you, you are. are. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica does this to me every Use your mouth. Thank you. <laughs>